if you are a country music fan, a traditionalist country music fan, there is no other time period in country music that you would say is more iconic than the outlaw movement back in the 70s and the 80s. Singers like Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, David Allen Coe, Johnny Paycheck, Waylon Jennings, and so many other amazing artists sang about, well, themselves, their lives, their struggles, not just those happy-go-lucky times. However, there is one group in particular that uh, just mesmerized the country. And I'm not just talking about a group in regards to singers. I'm talking about a actual group that came together. This group is iconic. Best, Some of the best songwriters of all time. Some of the best artists of all time. Some of the best country music. And I underline the word art and artist. Because what they crafted all together makes me speechless. So. You may be asking. Who? Who am I talking about? And it's going to be fairly simple. And this is another song analysisation, song evaluation, song discussion. And the song is by the Highwaymen. And if you don't know who the Highwaymen are, essentially, they are four people in a group. It's like, essentially, you take the dream team, man, Pete in the Olympics, you get the basketball team, and this is the essential, like, lining up of, it's like the lining up of said team, said evaluation, Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Larry Bird, insert all your Hall of Famers, it's the same ordeal of country music here. You take... Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Johnny freaking Cash, and you throw the best songwriter of that generation of almost arguably all time. Now, there's always going to be that deeper discussion, and I'm not sitting here going to argue with you guys, but there's no doubt in my mind that he is one of the best songwriters of all time, if not the best Chris Christopherson, who often gets overlooked in this uh, group. And I find that a crying shame because Christopherson, I've talked about him before. His voice may not be absolutely iconic, like a Waylon or a Johnny, a Merle Haggard, or somebody like that. But Christopherson has had a hand in so much music that came out during that time. So... That's kind of where we're at. Today, I am going to talk about The Highwaymen, but I'm not talking about the song, The Highwaymen. I love The Highwaymen song. Like, do not get me wrong. I feel like it is one of those songs of country music that did influence the genre, 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I can't argue. 
I can't say, no, it didn't, because most definitely it did, and it will always, and it is iconic, it's a staple. Um, whenever you go to any country radio station on 98.1 over here in where I live, they're actually located in Galax, Virginia, all they play is traditional country music, and the Highwaymen's always played. You know, it may not be every hour or anything, but it's always played, because it is one of those songs. But one song that I feel like does get overlooked, and I am so glad that if you've not listened to the Josh Morningstar Brother Wilson concert, uh, just talk, discussion that I have with my boy Christian, he actually recommended this song. Now, he did struggle a little bit because he called the Highwaymen the Four Horsemen, which I honestly... The Four Horsemen I think of like wrestling, like old school wrestling days. But he's not wrong because these were the Four Horsemen of the Highwaymen. I think that this song that he recommended is an absolute classic and has a deeper meaning than the Highwaymen. So we're going to go ahead and talk about it. And uh, the song that we are talking about today is America Remains. By the Highwaymen. This is on the Highwaymen 2 album, the second installment, released in 1990. So, guys, is there anything that you can think of that is more country than the freaking Highwaymen? You know, taking the ragtag outlaws, putting them all together, and having them sing songs together, sing some of their own songs together, writing other songs together. Like the live album that they released, I think it was like 2009, so this is long after the establishment of the the uh, Highwaymen group, that they go out and they sing each other's songs with each other, and this album's like 80 songs long, and it's live, and man, talk about just amazing. You know, the Highwaymen song, I would say, is their most popular song altogether. And that song has a deep meaning to it. That evolution, the uh, evolving of generations always back from the Highwaymen to freaking Johnny Cash on a spaceship in a universe divine. Which, I, I think it's kind of funny that I see the memes all the time where... It's talking about like the Highwaymen, and it's like Johnny Cash, and it shows a, a picture of him like driving, or driving, he's more or less piloting the spaceship. It's like Johnny Cash piloting the spaceship on acid, and then inserts that, uh, <laughs> inserts that, uh, said quote from the Highwaymen. It always tickles me. And, uh, guys, the, that song is very iconic, but follows the same pattern of the Highwaymen, right? And it has that same undertone of evolution and how everything's coming back and does it in a better light in regards to the traditional country sense. So we're actually going to talk about that. I'm actually kind of relieved that the Highwayman was not the one that he chose because that's kind of like low-hanging fruit, right? When I ask people this question, I like them to throw it out an outlier because the songs that I can even come up with are iconic, but the songs that mean a lot to them and what they make country music to them, now that is steep and special to me. So, 
Christian absolutely recommended it, and I am so happy to oblige. So today we are going to talk about American Remains. So, first of all, with you know the names of like Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Waylon, and Chris Christopherson, you can't beat that man. That's four legends, absolute legends of the outlaw movement. Amazing songwriters. I've talked about Christopherson's uh, amazing writing skills numerous and numerous times. I, I cannot talk enough about Christopherson. But the way that he fits into this group, it just works, right? I don't know. It kind of surprises me with Christopherson because there's a lot of names out there that they could have chose, right? They could have chose like a David Allen Coe, who's an amazing songwriter in his own mind. I could have chose, like, Johnny Paycheck, somebody else with that raspy voice, but they chose Christopherson, and I feel like for that valid reason of, he had so much influence in not just his career, the outlaw movement, but to everybody's career that's within the group. Maybe a mentor. And I can't say too much about it, because I would love, and I am, eventually going to start a series. It might even be next episode where I start it and talk about the outlaw movement or the history of country music. Evaluate, learn, teach what made country music the way it is. So, yes, there is nothing more prestigious than these four outlaws altogether, right? So let's dive into the songs. Is upheld on that third pillar that I discussed previously on episode three. The roots, right, of just being that American. Now that's such a deep subject in itself. What does it what does it mean to be American? What does it mean? And that's a loaded question. You could sit here on hours on hours and just talk about what makes us us and what makes other countries them. That's its own freaking question. And Country music does a great job of talking about that question and having the undertone of that question, but it never fully describes itself of what is America. And I think that is the answer is what it is to be American is constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. You know, it's not... You know, back in colonial times, it was about about populating the world with our ideals from overseas, from Europe. And then we had the Revolutionary War. And then we had the Civil Rights Movement. Now, that's a large skip there, but we, we had the... We had so much happen. And if you really think about it here, our country... Alright, let's do the math here. Our country is 247 years old. And in that time, America has changed so many ways, in so many different aspects, politically. I, I, trust me, I'm the last person that wants to talk about politics. We can discuss politics in regards to the country music about how it was affecting certain writing at the time or something like that, but if it does not pertain to country music, I'm going to do my best not to talk about it because this podcast is to just talk about country music and to escape this wicked world sometimes we live in, man. Uh, when I'm 
recording this, that's one thing that I get to do is sit here and just talk about something that I love and forget about what's happening, you know, in my career, what's going in the news and all kinds of stuff. This country is 247 years old. Think of how much it's changed in those 247 years. Just think about it, man. That's crazy to me. Absolutely floors me. 247 years. That is absolutely floors me because that is a long time in regards to years. We're about halfway to 500 years of this country being together. And, you know, that's not necessarily a thing where I'm sitting here like, wow, you know, this country's getting old, you know. <laughs> it's more or less sitting there like, think about all the progression that we've had as a civilization in those 247 years. We went from being essentially Europe, England's, Spain's, whatever, Colonies, workers, whatever you want to call it, to be in our own independent country with our own economy, with our own laws, and may not be necessarily the best sometimes. There's a lot of crappy stuff that people uh, put into law and stuff, but we've evolved a lot. <clears throat> we've And if you just look at the avenue of country music, it's evolved so much in those years it didn't even used to be a thing back then and one thing that i will say remains talks about that it talks about how america will always remain no matter where we are in history right it's those roots of just being that american you see so many times in this country's history they're shown in this right Times are shown. The farmers, man. Rule America. The man that's riding in the sandy atmosphere of the desert. That cowboy who gets shot. The gambler on the riverboat. And the Native American in the Cherokee tribe. Which, ironically, the Cherokee tribe is from my state. Um, I actually am part Cherokee. And I feel like most people in North Carolina for the most part, are part Cherokee. There's a reason for that, and we won't get into that because that is American history. However, we can't lose that part of ourselves because that's part of our history. It remains. The small man, right? The little man. That small town southern man that Alan Jackson sung about. He can't be lost in the shuffle, right? They didn't give up, so why should we give up? That not giving up, though, is like one of the values of patriotism, southern roots, and country music. Fighting for what you believe in through all the adversity. All those tribulations and trials, that's what makes us us. We're willing to put in that work. We're, we are willing to fight for what's right. We are willing to die for that. And the people that are dying for us, we are there to support them. America's 
like I said, it's a loaded question. What is America? But if you want a good summarization of how I feel America is, America Remains is one of the best songs of all time in that regard because you're getting to see all four different perspectives of that life, of the lives, the previous lives. And then you can look at it upon yourself, like put myself in that song. Say you're a factory worker. That factory worker that's putting in 80 hours. That's you, man. That's you in that song. And that's how you're affected. You are... Man. It's us. It's not David Allen Coe. It's not Waylon Jennings. It's not Johnny Cash. It's not Chris Christopherson. It's not Cody Jinks. It's not Josh Morningstar Zach Bryan. It's everybody. Everybody underneath the sun. We are writing history. We are the songwriters of America. We may not be writing the songs ourselves, but we are writing the material for the songs. If you're that factory worker putting in those 80 hours every week, you are. You're that mechanic that's turning wrenches till your knuckles are bleeding. You are. If you're a guy sitting on a chair talking about country music because you love it, you are. There's no way. No way that we can lose America because we are the songwriters. And it's always evolving. We are the living legacy of America. And I see those shirts all the time. It has the American flag. And it's like living the living legacy. American flag, 1776, whatever. And I never sat there and truly thought about it. Like, you know, that's a fair point. But now that I'm doing this podcast, it makes so much sense. Mind-boggling to me. Now, I did get on a little bit of a tangent there, so I apologize. But, I thought it was really important. And most of the time I do a lyrical analysis on this. But I feel like I've spent a lot of time on this song. No matter the way their lives ended, their memories will uphold us and we will not forget. And I hope and pray that's how we are 247 more years in the future. If someone ever listens to this podcast in 247 years in the future, if it's even around, I hope that we're able to uphold what we are today, 247 years down the road. And, of course, not in every aspect, but just being American, right? So, alright. We're going to do the lyrical analysis. I am a shotgun rider for the San Joaquin line. The desert is my brother. My skin is cracked and dry. I was riding on a folk coach and everything was fine till we took a short road to save some time. The bandits only fired once. They shot me in the chest. They may have wounded me, but they'll never get the best of better men because I'll ride again. So there's your, your cowboy, your western civilization right there summed up. And, you know, that's one thing uh, that I really took from it is when he said, They have may have wounded me, but they'll never get the best of better men. No no matter how much we analyze and this may be thinking a little bit too deep but this is my this is my perspective on it no matter how we sit here and probe and pry about history we sit there and 
analyze and be like, well, Western times weren't that great because we had this, 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 and this going. That's always taking the cons. you got to look at the pros, too. And to think of, like, the heroic atmosphere of the West, Western times are some of my favorite times to look back on, some of my favorite movies, some of my favorite novels, and some of the best short stories that I've ever written or wrote have come from Western civilization. So, one of my favorite games of all time, Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption, I guess, technically won the first one. Western times. I am a river gambler. I made a living dealing cards. My clothes are smooth and honest. My heart is cold and hard. I was shuffling for some Delta boys on a boat for New Orleans. I was the greatest shark they've ever seen. But the captain bumped a sandbar and an ace fell from my sleeve. They threw me overboard as I swore I didn't cheat, but I could swim and I'll ride again. So there's another aspect of America, right? That might not necessarily be the the holy part of America. It might be that villain arc of America. You know, it's an interesting viewpoint. And you can sit and chew on that for a little while. That's a lot of meat right there. But that could be just our, in general, our evil ways. But that's still part of us. And then the chorus hits. We are heroes of the homeland. America remains. We live in many faces and answer many names. We will not be forgotten. We won't be left behind. Our memories live on immortal minds. And poets' pens will write again. From the and poets' pens, right? The songwriters. But not just the songwriters. If you really think about it, historians. We won't lose them because we actually take time to talk about we sing about, we write about, we learn about history. And I believe that history is one of the deepest subjects that you can learn in school. And I'm not going to be the first one to sit here and tell you, oh, history was my favorite subject. Absolutely not. But some of my favorite memories from school are from history classes. I took a class in uh, community college. It was a specialization history class. I didn't have to take it. It was an elective. I chose to choose this class for my associate's degree. One, I like the teacher style and how he did his test, but then he changed it up, of course. That's a whole different story, but it was talking about the Civil War, and it analyzed and took it from the most down-the-line perspective, regardless of what you believe. It put it right down the line, and talked about both sides, and then we read evaluations and stories of the time and the civil rights movement and stuff like that, past that. It, it was an amazing class. But history is so deep, and there's so much that you can dig into history to write songs. And I feel like that's one thing that country music does so well is we dig deep, and we read so much, and we write those songs. Like, for instance, I know Cody talked about in his Unplugged album of Adobe Sessions that he really, really looked into the Dust Bowl and studied on the Dust Bowl, write the song Dirt. And you can tell it. You can tell from the details that it almost feels like you are there. You can see it in your eyes. You close your eyes, you can see it. So songwriting necessarily doesn't have to be just from the heart. 
It can be from past historical events. Again, Southern Roots, Patriotism. Third pillar. I am a Midwest farmer. I make a living off the land. I ride a John Deere tractor. I'm a liberated man. But the rain, it hasn't fallen since the middle of July. And if it don't come soon, my crops will die. The bankman says he likes me, but there's nothing he can do. He tells me that he is coming, but the clouds are coming too. He ain't my friend, and I'll ride again. So there's the whole rule America fighting against essentially the corporate side of America, right? And that's always been one of those things that America's always been fighting from, even from back in the days of Europe. And there's that that fight, that eternal fight and the external fight. And that is a fight of keeping tradition alive versus modernization, right? And there has to be a good in-between. Funny, I think of John Deere tractor and I think of Joe Diffie, obviously. And uh, I also think of my uh, friend John, who actually listens to the podcast. I think he's a little bit behind now, so I'm going to go ahead and just not... I'm going to name drop him, and then when he gets here, and never say anything. And he'd be like, yo, you actually talked about me. I said, oh, so you finally made it to that episode, huh? <laughs> but I think of rural America and keeping tradition alive. And John does such a great job with that, because he is uh, taking over his grandma's farm, or his gran- grandpa and grandma's farm, who took it over from their great-grandpa and their grandpa. It's a long family tradition. And he's going to continue that. And I respect that so much. Because, you know, losing stuff like that, not looking and not trying to uphold that uh, time in our life, that would just be oblivious. It would be us turning the blind eye. Talking about turning the blind eye, let's talk about this last stanza. I'm an American Indian. My tribe is Cherokee. My forefathers loved this land. They left it here for me. But the white man came with boats and trains and dairy factories, poisoned my existence with his deeds. Nature is our mother. We are sucklings at her breast. And he who tries to beat her down will lose her to the rest. They'll never win. I'll ride again. I mean, there's no way we can cover up what we did to the Native Americans, man. Like, we absolutely screwed them over so hard. And I am part Native American, and there's no telling where I would be right now if, you know, I was just left alone. You know, I might still be a Native American. And I don't know, man. This is one of the hardest stanzas to really sit here and talk about. I I can't even talk about this. Because, well, I can, but there's no way that I can accurately describe about what we did to the Native Americans and how it influenced our history. And we've been trying to essentially bridge that thing that we tore apart, man. Well, we what we did to them, we've been trying to do that for 247 years. A lot longer than 247 years, but since the establishment of the country, we've still been trying to bridge that gap, and I don't know if there's anything that we can ever do to mend it, you know, but I don't know, it's just, it's really deep to think about. And then there's the chorus again. This song is so deep, and I'm so glad Christian actually recommended the song 
because I can sit here and talk about what it means to be American through the lens of America Remains. Or American Remains, you know. It's very mind-puzzling and boggling to me. So, I think that's a good place to stop. This might be the longest episode to date. I'm not going to lie to you guys. No, no, it's only 33 minutes. I thought I was going on a lot longer than this. Um, I really appreciate everybody listening. The new listeners to the podcast, welcome. Uh, my name is Cole. Uh, if you ever need me, my email is always in the bottom of the podcast. Always feel free to email me, set up anything that you would like. Um, I have socials of the Steel Guitar Pod. Uh, if you want to follow that, that'd be great. I have a Twitter as well, and also have Facebook. The Instagram and Facebook are t- linked together, so anything I post on one would post on on the other. And post reels and s- reels of concerts I've been to. I post the stories of when I release these because sometimes notifications never come through through Spotify and stuff. This podcast is available through any podcast platform you can think of: Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. It's there, man. If you if you want to listen to it and you want to listen to it anywhere, it's there. YouTube. It's even on YouTube. So I mean, I I've made it fairly fairly easy for people to listen to, and I would say that if you would not mind, go on whatever you listen to and leave me a rating with a comment, a note, and let me know how I'm doing, man. I'm kind of curious. I think that having that feedback means a lot. Because I can actually look at and see like, yo, I'm doing this good, I'm doing this good, I'm doing this bad, whatever. I actually can see that within how we're doing. So, that's where I'm at. I appreciate all you guys, all you gals, everybody listening to this podcast. Again, I will see you guys down the road. You know what they always say. By what they always say, I mean me. Keep country music alive, baby. Peace out.